Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. I am on with Ronell. Ronell and I have just had a seriously interesting conversation about where we go, where we start as an entrepreneur. What we're going to be talking about is how to build up a brand story, how to create a package that actually resonates with people, podcasts, in the press, press releases, just making those connections. Um, please just give us a little bit of a bio on yourself and then let's get into the topic here. First of all, Ruben, man, you're one of the few guys to get me to wear a hat. <laughs> when I'm in a conversation like this, because I wore the hat today because you give you give me hair envy, man. You have the most <laughs> awesome hair. <laughs> so I it doesn't to move hair today. <laughs> um, just a, a little brief background on, on myself. So, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for about two decades now. Um, you know, as you and I were talking about off off air, I, I, I grew up in this stuff. So growing up in my parents' businesses, it's all that I ever knew. And so going into adulthood, that's all that I ever wanted to do. So, you know, I started a couple of telecom and technology sales marketing agencies roughly 20 years ago. Had a couple of good runs. We had a lot of success with those companies. Um, today, I, we still have a company that does that. But, you know, I spent a lot of my time consulting and, and helping entrepreneurs with their, their dreams now, which is really awesome kind of bring it around full circle. So I just share all that that scar tissue and that good stuff that you know I've learned over the last couple of, of decades of making a ton of mistakes to kind of help entrepreneurs out there to avoid some of those mistakes that I made and, and get to their dreams a little bit faster. Hmm. Now what oh, the, business and bourbon. Everyone wants to hear about business and bourbon. Please. I'm damn <laughs> curious to hear more. I've seen I've seen some good stuff, but I want to hear more. Okay, so business and bourbon is it's it's a brand that we created uh, roughly about four years ago, and it really started with uh, it was just my my desire to share this stuff that's in my brain, right? I had noticed on social media and beyond that there's just so much noise out there, right? So I wanted to kind of create a brand where people with experience, I could bring people on with experience and wisdom, they could share that in a fun way. Uh, to help entrepreneurs, to help business professionals. And so where that's grown to is just this multimedia platform where we get to do that. We get to share this great IP. We get to drink great whiskeys and spirits. And we we do these, we do events. We do, we have a, a wonderful podcast that I love, wonderful podcast that's fun to do. Um, yeah. And so we get to educate people. We're doing that in a lot of different ways. So and if you want to know more, go to businessandbourbon.live. You'll find out. All right. Amazing. Let's go to work. Uh, amazing. So I got a couple of questions just right off the bat. Like this idea of being an intentional entrepreneur, you yeah. know, a lot of a lot of folks are not that. They are accidental entrepreneurs, right? They get into a situation, they're not happy, they're not climbing the ladder, they see an opportunity, someone throws them an opportunity. For you, it was not like that. For you, you kind of started out like that. Uh, speak to me about that. Where does that come from? Is that something that you were brought up with? Is that something that you just connected to at a young age, i.e. the lemonade stand? Um, what's your take yeah. on that? Well, well, for me, it's absolutely something that when I say intentional, I go beyond even my intent. It was my parents' intent. It was my father's intent. And so um, I always use them as a case study of how 
you can really what you plant those seeds you plant into your kids at, at a very young age um you know once they reach adulthood it can, can really i mean i think that sometimes we we underestimate the impact that we can have right so me for example as a kid i didn't have a lot of toys i didn't have a lot of I didn't do a lot of things that most of the normal kids did, but I was in the business, right? I was at my parents, my parents' business. My father was teaching me things like, for example, I did my first resume, I think, when I was seven, right? <laughs> my father was very intentional about teaching me the world of business at a very young age. Where did he get it from? I don't know, because he didn't grow up in this stuff. Hmm. But you know, I it helped me to really chart my course at a very young age. So I always knew that, hey, I want to be in business. I want to be in business. In fact, of those of you that might be familiar with me, you see, I always wear these shirts that, you know, that say I'm a businessman. And many people think that that comes from uh, lyrics, Jay-Z lyrics, uh, Kanye West lyrics. Yes, influenced by that, but that's not where it comes from. It actually comes from an experience that I had when I was, I was, I was eight or nine years old. And um, I was at a community center a basketball, a famous basketball player at the time came down to the community center, talked to the kids and he goes to everyone. He says, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And when he got to me, I said, a businessman. I want to be a businessman. I didn't know what the heck that meant at that time, but it's just always been ingrained in me. And again, I think that my parents had a lot to do with that. Now, you know, it was super intentional for me. Um, Ruben, to your point, a lot of people, it isn't, you know, you, you fall into it, which is which is fine too. You know, when I'm talking to entrepreneurs out there, when we're doing our shows or I'm consulting, what I really try to do is get people to be honest with themselves as to why they're doing it. Like, what is it? Right. Because I think sometimes people trick themselves. You know, if you're the accidental guy, if you kind of fell into it, if you're not the all in person, that's okay. Like entrepreneurship, there isn't one size fits all. Like everyone does not have to be right now. There are different ways that you can get an entrepreneurship. There's different ways that you can be an entrepreneur. You can work for someone and be an entrepreneur too. Um, and that's part of my, my mission. And if you want to call it and evangelizing for entrepreneurship is just really getting some of that, that misinformation out there. Because I think that what I've seen a lot, Ruben, and maybe you've seen this, is that people are taught that there's just one size fits all. This is the only way to do it. There isn't only one way to do it. There's multiple ways. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think having the intention uh, from a young age and just wanting to gravitate towards that is, in fact, what's going to open up the opportunities. Because, mm -hmm. you know, how we're going to do something is is this is a secondary thing to why we want to do it and what we want to do so i think sometimes that intentionality is critical and obviously you possess that from a from a very young age uh you know another another question for you is you know on your journey of of starting companies creating companies you know how have you dealt with with failure like obviously this is a big part of being an entrepreneur it's learning from our mistakes sometimes learning from other people's mistakes if we're so lucky um, but what has been your journey on that? And how have you sort of evolved from that? Um, you know, I think th that's something that's another thing that I think, um, you know, when you grow up in entrepreneurship, you you're going to see that failure. And I saw that failure firsthand. I saw the success. I saw the failure, um, you know. So for me, it was a little bit easier and just understanding and accepting that that was part of the process. And so early on in, in my journey, um, I used it. I used it kind of like you would use like 
like a, a Girl Scout pursuing merit badges, right? Mm, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this happened. Okay, I got my walk the old lady across the, the street badge. Now I've got my, my sold my cookie right. badge. Um, so I kind of looked at it that way. Um, that said, there comes a point or there came a point for me, and this is something I, I talk about openly with a lot of people. I used that for years mm. and it fueled me and it helped me to be successful. And then you get to a point in your career or in your business where maybe you're at the, the top of your little mountain, right? You're at the top of your little mountain and then that doesn't work anymore. Here's why it doesn't work because the prospect of failing is so terrifying mm. <laughs> falling off of that mountain. Um, and that, that's what causes people to have mental breakdowns and, and, and go through, um, you know, serious trauma in their lives when they have a lot of success. So what I try, how this hair, I, I transitioned to really focusing more on my mental health at that point. So that's something I like to talk about a lot, Ruben, is that that whole failure thing is, is a fantastic tool, um, for, for helping to motivate yourself to, to success and accepting it. But, at some point, you've got to do more um, investing in, in mental health, meditation, um, you know, physical fitness. These are things these are better coping me mechanisms to help you long term because failures will continue to stack. And the more successful you get, the bigger those failures, those fail, the bigger the impact of those failures can be, can be pretty scary. Uh, I, I resonate with that on on multiple levels. I, you know, I think what what's really interesting is that if entrepreneurs, if you know, personalities, if if individuals, leaders, really, if they can understand that they have a personal brand, and then that personal brand gets associated with various ventures along their careers, but that ultimately what really sticks and stays is that personal brand, and that the yes. companies can change. That that's that's a sticky point, and that's ultimately the best pitch uh, for investors, for partners, for clients, for the press. You know, and you've obviously had some success getting your story out there featured um, in the news, in the media. And uh, you know, what what has been your your play on that? How have you been able to package that up? What what is what's your sort of differentiator in that? Because I know that. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs out there, a lot of companies, a lot of people, anyone really would love to have some free press. And quite frankly, unfortunately, many of them are just faking it until they make it. Yeah. And I think that's just that's just resulted in a lot of people on the other end saying, you know what? No, no, no this is just noise. I'm going to discover my own people. And if it's authentic, I'll know. So let me ask you a question, Ruben, and you're going to know the answer to this before even even doing anything that I'm about to say you do. Um, Google me. When you Google me, what comes up first? Because if you if you look, you know, obviously I've done some things. I've been featured in some some different publications over the years, but that stuff doesn't come up first. Yes, it's listed on my LinkedIn and all that because it helps build credibility for the brand, but that doesn't come up first. What comes up first is all the social media content, all the social media content. So I would... I would encourage entrepreneurs and business professionals that are looking to get more exposure and um, looking to have some of these organizations uh, want to, to, to invite them on to do interviews and all that sort of thing. Start with building your brand yourself. Start with putting it, putting yourself out there. Um, 
I will tell you that for me, that um, exposed me to more people, exposed me to made my network bigger and there thereby allowed some of these different journalists to know that I even existed. It's a big world. <laughs> it's a big world. Um, and, and doing that and doing that for free, by the way, guys, yes, we had some editors and, and did some different things, some fun stuff with video over the years, but um, social media is free. LinkedIn, all this business network and this stuff is free. Use it. That'll increase your profile so that you can get access to these guys. And secondly, go get them. Go ask them. Go knock doors. Be aggressive. Like my approach to business in general, Ruben, is a very aggressive approach. I don't believe in, build, in building things and waiting for it to come. No, you build it and then you go get it. So if you want these sorts of opportunities. We, we live in, in an age where so much information is at your fingertips. Start building your social media, start building that, that brand online, and then go, go, go talk to these people, go find them, go find them on LinkedIn, start a, start a dialogue with them. Um, I think that, you know, while you made mention of some of the publications I've been featured in, it's cool. Um, and it brings some, some credibility. I think it's, less valuable now than it was even, you know, five, 10 years ago. It's less valuable now because let's just be honest, journalism isn't what it was five, 10, 15 years ago. Right. Um, there's so many now with, with the way that we're distributing information on the internet, everyone's got a voice. Like the fact that I did something in Forbes doesn't matter quite as much, or I did something with ink doesn't matter quite as much because there's so much out there. So I would say instead of spending time trying to get these guys to 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 want to interview you, put your stuff out there and spend more time really focusing on building strategic relationships with people that can impact your business. Because at the end of the day, I could I could care less about Forbes, Inc., Amex, any of those guys that I've been been featured in. Um, I, I care most about the people that I'm going to do business with or that I can or that I can do business with, because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing this for. Right. Like I don't need the, the ego boost. <laughs> so first thing I would say to you guys is think about as you're trying to get that that you're trying to promote your business, promote yourself. What does a successful outcome look like for you? What is it that you're really trying to accomplish? Um, and you might find that you don't need that sort of promotion or publication that you that you thought that you did mm. that's a lot <laughs> yeah well i i think what, what's liberating about that idea is the fact that if you're constantly in a chase where you're chasing a journalist you're chasing people hey will you feature me will you put me on your blog will you put me on your publication you know it's it's that's a world of disappointment <laughs> because you never know what's going on on the other side who they're looking for what the profile is what their timeline is are they on some sort of a deadline you know, so you're, you're going to get a lot of rejections or just ignores and who the heck wants that, right? Whereas I think your strategy is about, you know, creating your own destiny. And, and that's precisely, I think, what you're doing with social, with podcasts, with creating content. That resonates with me because I do the exact same thing. I was in a world before where I would, I would pitch myself. I'd say, hey, I'm the CEO of Dub.com. We are a fast-growing SaaS video platform. Would you like to feature us? And they're like, uh, no, but if you want to speak to the sales department for advertisements, they're, they're over there. <laughs> and we would hear that a lot. And then when we started to just create content, people just gravitated towards us. And 
And it ultimately just was liberating. It was just less, frankly, rejection. And who likes rejection? Isn't that cool, Ruben? You know, here's what I can identify with that. You know, I, I'm I'm a kid who grew up in Ogden, Utah. Okay, I'm a black kid who grew up in Ogden, Utah, right? And there weren't a lot of people that looked like me. There weren't a lot of expectations and opportunities um, at at that time. However, what I learned from my parents is that. I don't need anyone else's platform. I don't need anyone else to open the door. I go kick in a door. I make my own door. I build my own platform. So everything that you see that we're doing, that I've done with my different brands and my businesses, I just create it, man. Like no one was, no one was knocking on my door and saying, Ronnell, Ronnell, you need to create a really dope podcast and we're going to give you money for it. No one did that. So you know what I did? I created it my damn self. Mm. And from that has grown this great business. Um, where we're doing private events and, and public events and traveling and well, not traveling right now, but doing a lot of fun stuff. So um, if, if I can do that, anyone watching this can absolutely do it. Create your own platform, man. We've got all the tools. We've got all the access. You don't need what you think you need more than likely. You just need to be willing to go out there and make it happen yourself. Create your own door. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people, they they feel like the people that get the play, the people that get featured, the people that get to the top of the feed, if you will, that they are in some privileged situation or that they have some luck or they have some skill or something that they have is not what this person has, you know? And and it's a sad thing because there's always a starting point. And I think one of, another liberating point for me is this idea of niche you know, niche categories, like, you don't. we need a, a, an evangelist for, you know, X, we need evangelists for Y, there's so many sub genres and sub niches that are, you, you said it best, it's a big world out there. Yeah. So even if it's a sub niche, um, you know, on businesses, entrepreneurship in Atlanta, uh, then then that's a niche. And there's, you know, hundreds of 1000s of people that I think fit that profile. And I think as a starting point, as a goal, it's liberating because then you're not competing with these people that have been in this game for, for 10 years. Yeah. And then have tons of money behind them. So, yeah, you know, Ruben, you talk of you, you call it niche. Right. And I will say that here's where I start with with all of my clients, whether they're they're, you know, entrepreneurs that have companies with, you know, a lot of employees or whether they're that solopreneur. We start by really working on their their ICP, their ideal client pro profile, right? Um, who do we serve? Who do we serve at the highest level? Who do we work with? And once we really understand that, you'll find that these numbers that we're all caught up in don't matter as much, right? I'll give you an example. Your typical salesperson in a complex sales environment, they need maybe, I don't know, three to five new accounts in a month. Three to five. But yet we're taught to think these big numbers. That means, you know, I've got to have thousands of views. I've got to have thousands of likes. I've got to have this. No, you don't, dude. You just need to be talking to the right person. You need to find your person. And that's scalable, whether you're that individual seller or whether you're Ruben at Dub. If once you really understand who your audience is, you can call it niche, call it what you, I don't call it niche. I just call it really having a holistic understanding of who it is that you serve. Then you start speaking to them and you start interacting with them and you start reaching out to them. You start having conversations with them and you'll find that this whole big, um, these, these, the, the reach that we think that we need 
is not really necessarily what we're going to need or what we need. And uh, more than that, it just causes more noise and confusion, you know? So let's say you're, you're, you're dub and you're, and you're talking to everybody. Oh yes, we've got this great platform and everything. Well, meanwhile, you've got, here's everybody. You got this segment that really, really needs you and really, really could, could benefit from what your, your, your service and, and where you can really, um, create some great outcomes for them. Why are we focused on all of this when we can just focus right here? That concept applies to everything that we're talking about today. This is a business concept that whether it's, it's promoting yourself like we were talking about earlier or going out and getting customers, whatever it is, let's just really be a, do a better job of understanding who we serve, how we serve, and just focusing on that. And you'll find out that you don't need the reach that you think you need and you can own this and just and do tr tremendously well in that right there yeah it's so true you know I, I i feel like a lot of people are stuck in this thing of i need to get to thousands of people in order to get to dozens of people yep. but if you just start with hundreds of people or even just dozens of people that are to your point the right icp yes. you can save a, a lot of time and here's what i love about that is that when you speak at that authentic level of calm where you're actually like legitimately being personal and human with someone that a lot more of those other people by proxy are, are, are actually going to be like, you know what, this is one of the few people that actually is human about what they're communicating and they're, they're personal about it. They're not trying to boil the ocean. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so again, it's, it's all about, I, I think, and we're going to segue into the sales process, which is, Sales, business, all the same. Um, we spend too much time focused on the wrong things. We spend too much time on the back end of, of the sales process and, and business instead of the front end. The front end, if you spend more time really focusing on understanding who you you serve, who who can you create tremendous outcomes for? Because that is that's the basis of or the foundation for building really strong long-term business is creating great outcomes. You know, Ruben, if, if we're, if I got 10 customers and three customers, I know that the service that we provide, like at the end, they're like, they're super stoked. They love the hell out of me. And then the seven, they're like, ah, they did. Okay. Well, I need to focus my business on those three, on those three types of, if I zero in and I'm just looking for those three types of people, I'm going to do tremendous business long-term. Why? Because I can build great relationships with those guys. I'm serving them. I'm giving them the outcomes that they want. And so they're going to give me referrals. There's just so many good things that come from that. But we get, again, caught up in the numbers and we're looking, we're looking at the wrong things. Yeah. I had, I had an unlock uh, in, in my life uh, to this point, in fact, where you know, I realized that I was not catering to an audience that was this big. I was catering to an audience that was this big. Yeah, And the difference between the, the small and large audience is that the small audience were actually folks that wanted to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. These Both of these groups, small and big, they, they have the same pain points. They have the same struggle. They're trying to accomplish the same things. But only a small subset of them actually say, you know what, I'm willing to put some money in. The others, uh, which which I, I embrace and I promote that. I think that's great. You know, they're, they're in a situation where it's like, I, I don't actually want to spend any money on that. I'll find the free version of this, or I, I just yep. simply won't do it. And I think having that focus of, of investing into those that invest into themselves, 
uh, it's an unlock because you can you can live within a world where you want to educate and you want to be there with you know empathy and value for the for the other folks that are not quite ready but it's really a focus on the people that are ready and then when the other people are ready they're they're going to know you they're going to see you they're going to they're going to see that that video with Ronell they're going to see that LinkedIn post they're going to see that tweet they're going to see whatever it might be and uh, uh and they're going to connect so absolutely couldn't agree more man yeah so where can uh, folks learn more about you about your about your firm um LinkedIn socials give us yeah. some guidance here Dude, I'm everywhere. <laughs> That's my focus. We want to be everywhere. Easiest way to, to get in contact with me, go to ronnellrichards.com, R-O-N-N-E-L-L, Richards, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S.com. You can get you can connect with everything there, the social media, all that good stuff. If you're interested in business and bourbon and learning, just find out what, what that's about. Go to businessandbourbon.live. Go there, sign up, become a member. Um, it's free. You'll get some really cool stuff. We, we send out just fun stuff. We send out fun stuff uh, occasionally. We've got events that we're doing virtually. We'll be doing some more events. We'll get back. You know, everyone will get back eventually. I don't know when it's going to be, you know, when, when that will happen. We'll get back to in-person events. But we're doing a lot with with virtual, a lot of fun stuff that I never thought that we would be able to do um, at the level that we're doing it, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, get check out the Business and Bourbon podcast too on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcast. I am there. We are nice. There. Uh, and what what is the what is the uh, the topic? What's the general vibe of your podcast? Um, what, what's what's sort of your thesis on that? It's just the 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 dopest business podcast that you've ever listened to. Nice. So if you learned anything about me, um, Ruben, guys, if you learned anything about me during this, you understand that if there is one word to sum up who Ronell is and his business philosophy, even though it's overused, I know and it's cliche, but it's intent. I am super intentional about every single aspect of everything that I try that I do in business, including the podcast. So the podcast is recorded live in person from the King and Duke um, bar and restaurant in Buckhead, the Buckhead uh, district of Atlanta. For those of you that are familiar, that is our business district. And um, yeah, I bring in people that have experience that have wisdom that have scars, that have scars. We sit down, we have a drink. Of course, we bring in all of our wonderful recording equipment, but in the background, you might hear dish break. You might hear uh, something going on in the kitchen. You might hear the bartender. Here's the reason for that. I want you to feel like you're sitting in the chair right next to us as we're having this great conversation because magic happens when I sit down with someone and I've got a cocktail, they've got a cocktail and we've got to, they get a little truth serum in them and they just, they just start to share. So I, I, we just do a really good job of bringing on people that, that um, have great experience and great stories to tell. I don't look for celebrities. I don't look for thought leaders. I look for people that can bring value to the audience, people that have something to give and want to give. And uh, it's been really successful because of that. Amazing, man. Well, I think you, you do it really well and you produce it in a way. I see that you guys have those, those hyper cardioid microphones. So I'm sure the quality is really good. It's not going to sound like a bunch of noise. No. I, love, I love, I love the, the, the pro vibe of that. That's super cool. 
Um, you know, at, at some point I'll have to pitch you on my, on my entrepreneurship story, on my, uh, my trials and tribulations. So that's a story for another time. <laughs> Ruben, all I need, dude, is, as first of all, your hair is enough. You got the coolest hair. So, and I've seen you on like <laughs> skateboard. So I already know you're my guy. So all you need to do is there, there is, there is something that's non-negotiable about the business and bourbon show. And this is, you gotta, again, you gotta physically show up. Yeah, that's the way we do it. That's nice, the way man. We do it. Nice, so. man. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, Renell. I really appreciate your time. Um, stick around. I'll share some notes with you and uh, gratitude. Thanks for the invite, Ruben. I really appreciate it, man.